Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And to you listening wherever you are today at WWL.com, the radio.com app. Welcome on into the show. You can tell I've lost my voice just a little bit here after yesterday. Like most of you, I actually wasn't even uh, cheering or anything up in the press box, but down with a little cold, so I'm with you here for anybody who has lost their voice. Tim, uh, before I get to my reaction here, I'd like to get yours because you're one of the few people that I haven't talked to. Tim Zimmer, our producer, what say you? I think you lost your voice because you were yelling so much after the game that that's what caused it. Could be true. I don't know if I have ever been as viscerally upset at something in sports as I was in that moment last night and really for the uh, 24 hours plus today. And I really mean that. I don't think that's hyperbole. Have you? I mean, yeah, it was a pretty bad. I was upset at the time, but I'm more I'm more over it now. I, I, I've learned to move on now. So I'm, I'm one of those fans that can, you know, accept it, I guess, I, even though it wasn't right. I've accepted it so far, and I feel, I feel like there's better days ahead for the Saints. Maybe next year, but I know that's just that's not going to solve anything here. No, no, it's not. Got a lot to talk to about what will probably be known from now through the end of NFL history, whenever that is, and and hell, maybe that's sooner rather than later. With all the problems that this league has, but probably the worst moment in league history. And I really mean that. I was thinking about this yesterday. There's been a lot of missteps and a lot of ugly things happen in professional football. And certainly there are things that matter more in the grand scheme of things. The CTE issue, you had players getting paralyzed in the league. Even in the 1940s, you had a player die on the field. But what happened yesterday in a singular moment of incredible incompetence by multiple on-field officials, I've talked to, gosh, it must have been a dozen people who have either our officials have ties to officiating in the National Football League or in major college football uh, last night and today. And every one of them told me there were actually three people that could have made the call there. But what happened in that singular moment of incompetence yesterday, I think has a chance to be more damaging to the National Football League's brand, their credibility, than any other singular moment in league history. I do not know how... You have an official five feet from the play who doesn't make the call. How you have an official on the backside of the play that's looking right at it that doesn't make the call. 
that you have another back judge who's looking over in that direction, that we've seen it before, flags come flying in from 30, 40 yards downfield, because that's their responsibility. And he doesn't make the call. And then, on top of this gross incompetence, we find out after the fact that the two officials that were looking at the play, the two men that were closest to that blown call, they have ties to the Los Angeles area. They both live in the Los Angeles vicinity. Tim knows this, and anybody who's listened to this show knows that I usually take conspiracy theorists to task. I've done it on the show a lot. I've done it with Tim a lot, with officiating. I did it with LSU fans a lot after the Texas A&M game. But it is incomprehensible that not only the worst officiating blunder in football history, because that's what it is, Yahoo Sports, CBS Sports, they did things today ranking the top sports officiating mistakes of all time, and this topped anything in football history. To have that moment decided by two people who live in the Los Angeles market is insane. It's insane. There have been innumerous people who have been turned off of the National Football League for a myriad of reasons over the last decade. The CTE issues, the domestic violence issues, the turning the other cheek to certain franchises' improprieties, looking at you, New England, and Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick in bed together, while crippling other franchises, looking down here and what happened with Bountygate, The protests, social justice protests, both sides of that have been turned off to the league. And then the last two years, in the middle of whatever has been happening with the social justice protest, we have had a crisis of officiating at the NFL level. We have been talking about it every single year, almost on a nightly basis across this country, and nothing has been done about it. Roger Goodell hasn't given a flip. Al Riveron didn't give a flip. One of the guys who actually did that I've gone after on this show before is Dean Blandino. One of the reasons that he left the league was because he thought the suits in the NFL offices had way too much power and the people who were in the know about officiating, their voices weren't being heard. So you had the guy with the most credibility officiating-wise in the National Football League, Dean Blandino, leaving the job and leaving it to somebody who has been criticized on a weekly basis for his gross incompetence, and that's the vice president of officiating, Al Riveron. There's so many layers of this. So not only do you have those two guys 
who were involved in that play last night from the Los Angeles area. You have two other officials from California on that squad. You have half that crew from California. Can you imagine if half the crew was from Louisiana and the Gulf South and something like that happened? First of all, the NFL would never assign four officials in the same game to a Saints game that were from Louisiana or the Gulf South. They don't care when it's one of their biggest markets. And then on top of all this mess, the NFL is too cowardly to admit their mistakes. They have had 27 hours to issue some public statement acknowledging the dumpster fire that was their officiating last night. They told Sean Payton right after the game when he called him, he said they blew not only one call but two calls on that play. The pass interference play, and it was a helmet-to-helmet hit on the play also, and Dean Blandino said it should have been face-guarding too. Could have been three flags on the play. And now you have the refusal by Al Riveron and Roger Goodell and any of the cowards inside the league offices in New York to even admit their mistake. We're 27 hours after this play and nothing official has come from the league offices. It's incomprehensible. Things that happen, and human error is part of sports. Bad things that happen that are human error, we might get mad about, talk about, stress way too much about. Marcus Williams, his disaster in Minneapolis last year. Cody Parkey, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, him missing that kick. Hell, the no call on Alan, Alvin Kamara when he got helmet to helmet beat down by a Dallas Cowboys player in that game that wasn't called that probably cost the Saints that game. I was sitting here telling you, you know what? It's just one game in the middle of the season. And it was a bad call, but it didn't cost the Saints anything. But this cost them everything. This cost this franchise a Super Bowl berth. It cost Drew Brees a possible second Super Bowl. And his legacy won't be the same. It cost Sean Payton his second Super Bowl. His legacy won't be the same. And frankly, I don't think this franchise will be the same. You don't recover from a moment like this. I've had a lot of bad moments covering sports, being a sports fan in my life, there's nothing even comparable to this. And if you're mad about this like I am, and I think you are, looking at the phone lines here, there's one way that you can give the NFL the proverbial middle finger. One surefire way, well, they'll start paying attention here. Talk about that next, plus your calls at 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap. And this is the last lap on WWL. 
Text from the 865. I am told the commissioner could award the game to the Saints or have the game replayed, true or not. Uh, technically true. It's Rule 17. It's not going to happen. If you want to click on those stories and get false hope because of those stories, it's fine. That's technically in the letter of the law. It's not happening. Roger Goodell is not going to make the Saints replay, make the Rams replay this game. Or, as some were suggesting, replay it with 148 on the clock like they do sometimes under protests in Major League Baseball. It's happened, what, like two times in the past 20 years in Major League Baseball? Because they have a rule where you could play the game under protests, and if the commissioner believes that you were wronged as a team, you could replay it in Major League Baseball. It's just not going to happen. Long story short. Yes, technically it's a rule. No, it's not going to happen. So if you're still mad and scathing mad, like I am, about this ending yesterday. By the way, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, Tim, I don't know if you were in the studio here, or maybe it was Logan. I think uh, Ian was off in the afternoon, so you were doing a uh, scoot show in the afternoon, doing afternoon shows. After the atrocious ending in the Dallas playoff game, it was Dallas-Seattle, and the atrocious officiating at the end of that game, I was warning everybody, this is what's coming. One of these games in these playoffs are going to be decided by something egregious officiating-wise like this, and to prepare yourselves for it. I did a whole show on it. If you were listening, you probably remember that. And here we are, Tim. Here we are. I've seen this coming for a very long time with the incompetence we've seen at this level from these guys. I find it funny how the NFL decides, like, they want to put the best referees out there, but they don't put the best crew. So you have, like, an all-star kind of crew here. You don't have the same crew that Vinovich was, you know, officiating with the entire season. He kind of has his all-star crew, so they haven't really worked with each other all season, which I I think is a dumb thing. It is. And this one, by the way, this didn't have anything to do with Vinovich. Vinovich wasn't in on this call. He can't overrule his guys that were right there. He's standing in the backfield. So I see all these pictures going around with Bill Vinovich. It's not his fault. And the Rams fans are even protesting that he get removed from this game before the game even started because of Vinovich's record against the Rams. It turns out it was the Saints fans that got screwed. Yeah. Well, look, it's likely nobody ever associated with the Saints franchise. Any Saints fans uh, going to forget last night's officiating errors. Story is still unfolding here. And nothing that happens going forward is going to change the results and the Rams going to the Super Bowl like I just mentioned here. But if fans are looking for the best way to show the NFL that last night's blunder was unacceptable, it's time to tune out for the Super Bowl. And I mean this. I have watched every Super Bowl since I have been alive that I can remember starting in, I think, 1987 or 88. I will not be watching this one. Not a minute of it. I won't be spending any money on it. And I'll probably read a recap because I got to do the show. And I think fans out there should follow suit. It's time to tune out for the Super Bowl. Call it a boycott if you'd like. But there's nothing that will hurt the NFL and its sponsors like viewers and mass deciding not to watch the Rams-Patriots championship game this year. New Orleans has constantly been the league's top market in TV ratings this year. Commissioner Goodell, league officials, if they wake up on February 4th to something close to a zero rating here in New Orleans, now I understand that's a pie-in-the-sky number here, but a a really low ratings number here, you got to bet they're going to start paying attention here because that's what they care about, their money, their bottom line, their television ratings. Uh, By the way, I wrote about this and tweeted it out earlier this afternoon. 
I don't know if it was because of what I was doing and my, my tweet kind of went semi-viral there, but we have some bars now across the city following suit. Tracy's Uptown has announced that they will not air the Super Bowl this year. They are a sports bar. They will not be airing the Super Bowl this year. I was going to say, I mean, I know it's L.A. and Boston, but is this really the most exciting Super Bowl matchup of the four that we could have gotten? I think, you know, Chiefs-Rams would have been even better or Patriots-Saints. Sounds like a travesty to me. I mean, I don't like the matchup at all either way. Yeah, let's squeeze Danny in here. Danny, you've got about 45 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, this is Danny. Tonight, I know you're not doing too good, but I have one question for you. Sure. Since the referees admitted that they blew the call, why can't the Saints players sue the NFL for the money that they would have received if they would have at least played in that Super Bowl? Yeah, and Danny, that's a that's a good question. I've heard that question raised many times. Um, I'm no legal scholar. I'm no lawyer. But the lawyers out there that I've seen speak about this say it's it's just not happening. The lawsuit could happen. The chances of winning that lawsuit or, or lawsuit are and again. There's so many levels to this. The fact that the league and Al Riveron and Roger Goodell and nobody has said anything officially about this 27 hours later is unfathomable. They're a bunch of cowards in the league offices. That's what they are. Admit your mistake. It's not going to fix anything, but at least that would be a small first step. It's just it's one of the many unbelievable aspects of this. You kidding me here? 27 hours later and they haven't said anything? What? Let's bring in Doug Mouton here of WWL TV Channel 4. And uh, boy, Doug, I, I don't know if I'd ever prepared myself to cover a moment like this in sports. And I can't imagine what it's like for those those men and women inside the Saints franchise. It's just it's devastating. Yeah, no, no question about it. I've been reading your tweets. You are fired up. You're as fired up as anybody. I can say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it, uh, horrible. Uh, Yahoo Sports had a great, I loved it. I ran it on my six o'clock sportscast. The five worst blown calls in any sport of the last 50 years. And this was the only football call. Um, and it made the list. So, I mean, and this is the day after. Generally, it takes a, a couple of weeks for things to sink in. So just to immediately be one of the five worst moments for officiating in 50 years. And that's worldwide. Well, big stage worldwide, any sport. Um, that's, that's, that's quite a mess up. Yeah. I tell you, you, you probably saw us. Uh, I'm sitting next to Steve court and well, actually Steve had just left of uh, his superstition wise, but uh, I was sitting next to Mike and Bobby at that point, And we turned to each other right after that happened and said, saints are going to lose this game because of that call. And they ended up yeah, doing and, that. You know, and he, look, and, he, and here's the, he, yeah, and, and, and here's the disturbing thing about it. Um, well, not that all of it's not disturbing. Look, when, when that happens, obviously the Saints are probably at 98% chance to win if the call is called correctly. Because then you run the clock out, kick a field goal in the last play, like they did in the road playoff game at Philadelphia a few years ago when Shane Graham hit the game winner. Um, now, look, there's a... Uh, Will Lutz could miss the kick. It could get blocked. But I would say it's a 98%, maybe 99% chance you win if the thing's called correctly. But after the call, the Saints kicked the field goal, went up 23-20 with a minute 41 to go. At that point, according to that ESPN win probability calculator, which I, 
I'm not arguing that it's infallible, sure. <laughs> but it's sure. interesting. You got a three-point lead with a minute 41 to go. They said even at that point, the Saints had an 83% chance to win. So even after the human error of that call, the, the Saints still were in the driver's seat of that game. And at that point, several things happened that led to the loss, but I was almost like you when that call happened, even though the Saints were still clearly in front, somehow it didn't feel like it. No, it just, the air went out of the stadium. You could just feel it there. It really wasn't the same even going into overtime after that. Talking to Doug Mouton here, sports director for WWL TV Channel 4. So many aspects of this that I want to ask you about, Doug. Um, what do you make about four people from this crew being, uh, being from California, two of them, including the two guys that were in on that call, being from Los Angeles or directly outside yeah, of it? Yeah, I look, and I know there's a lot of people who believe conspiracy theories. That's just not me. Um, I, I I don't have any problem with any of that, and I know people do. And look, it's America, and if you want to have problems with that, more power to you. <laughs> sure. um, I I personally don't believe that. Look, here's what I think, and this may sound stupid, but I believe this sincerely. The more sports you watch, the more you see blown calls from a scale of one to a scale of ten all the time. You get calls that aren't right. Obviously, the idea of in bringing up replay is that you're going to have less of them. But it, it, it has never gotten rid of all the blown calls, and you never will. So the more you watch, the more blown calls don't really surprise you that much. Now, this was a crazy, egregious blown call. It was beyond any blown call. Like I said, the, the, the worst call in football in any football game in the last 50 years. So that will tell you that the level of the blown call. But I don't believe there's some conspiracy theory. I don't believe people are getting paid off. I don't, I don't believe any of that stuff. I, don't, I, I just don't. I just and, – and if – look, we've looked at this play 8,000 times. It's, it's one official, the one behind the play, who waves off the other guy. His position wasn't great. He's behind the play in a way – where his angle was not good on what happened, and then he clearly felt like he had the right call and was not going to listen to anybody else, and he was wrong. I just think it was a just a horrible call. Now, what should the NFL do? That guy shouldn't be working any more NFL games. I think that would be the one thing. Now, does that help the Saints? Of course not. The Rule 17 petition, I'm sorry, and I feel bad for people who really want to make this right. It's mm -hmm. not going to go away. And I still – look, the Saints still had an 83% chance to win. At some point, bad things are going to happen to you in a ball game or in life, and sometimes you have to get up and get past it, and the Saints did not do a good job of doing that. I know that's not a popular opinion, but the Saints were still at a – had a better chance to win than lose, and they didn't get it done. The call was horrific and inexcusable, but the Saints – Still, still should have overcome it and won the game. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there, including your um, not believing there's any top-down conspiracy. I also have never thought there's any kind of top-down conspiracy in in the NFL. I think maybe. Well, look, I mean, I hear it from people saying that you know the NFL wants to put big market teams right. in the Super Bowl. So how, the first thing I ask when somebody says that is, okay, so how many people are in on this on <laughs> on this conspiracy? And they'll say, well, the referees. I say, okay. I'm guessing here is it 150 NFL referees? Is that about the number there are? So 150 referees and right. what? 30 right. people in. So you've got 200 people in on this conspiracy and no one's talking. 
I mean, really, in America, not one person is going to say <laughs> this is wrong and say something. Like, I just don't believe that. No, just, I, I, to me, it, it's a guy who, I mean, it's so much more simple than that. The guy was just incompetent. The guy just made a bad call. He was 100% wrong. Uh, a good official doesn't do that. A good high school official makes that call. This guy was clearly out of his league and shouldn't be doing NFL games, but I think it is simple incompetence on that one guy on that one play, and it explains everything. No, it's – look, I, I, I agree with everything you said there. Look, anybody listening out there, you know if you've listened to the show or like Doug said, you've read my tweets, my anger level is a 10 out of 10 on this. But even well, with all that – at least 10. <laughs> even with that said – I was almost afraid to come on the show. Well, thank goodness I'm over the phone. Yeah, I thought if I said I something you disagreed, you'd start swinging. Uh, I know, man. Uh, but, no, I, I also don't agree. This is like Roger Goodell telling anybody or even Al River on no. telling anybody how to officially – I, I do think it's bizarre that those two officials are from Los Angeles. And maybe that, that that's I mean, officials uh, are from all over the place. Yeah. And and if, and if they try to manage and first thing our sports photographer said, Adam, he said people from Los Angeles, no one's really from Los Angeles. Like the guy from Los Angeles is probably his family's probably from Pittsburgh and he's really <laughs> a Steelers fan. Yeah. Like, I, you know, who? I don't believe any of that. I think the guys that sign up to – look, I've done a lot of stories with high school officials, and those guys I am not would never say they get all the calls right and they get yelled at ridiculously from the crowd. Those guys are honestly out there trying to do the best they can. Yep. And, and I, Sorry, I know Doug, a ahead. lot of officials, and I've never known one that I didn't have 100, 100% respect for what they were trying to do. Were they always good at it? Of course not. And this was clear. Get the guys a little out of position behind the call. You can see the mouths, the, the words coming out of their mouths say "bang bang play." Like they thought it was a bang bang play and close. The whole game they had sort of let things go. And look, if it was any kind of conspiracy, there was a face mask on AJ Klein as Jared Goff's going near the goal line. It's been written up a lot in Los Angeles mm-hmm. that didn't get called. They 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 kept the flags in the pockets on a bunch of plays on both sides. If they were clearly calling this game for one team, there were plenty of up. There were two times the clock, the play clock went down to zero on the Saints that sure looked like should have been delay of game, and they weren't called. Clearly, if they were be, and I didn't think those were wrong calls. I'm not saying they should have been called. And AJ Klein was a borderline face mask, but clearly he got a look, he got enough of the face mask where it's called often and wasn't. But clearly, if somebody was paid off, they would have taken every opportunity to make calls and would have called those and didn't. Yeah. It was just one incompetent play by one incompetent ref, and it happens. Human error is, I mean, I'm, I'm answering all these emails from people about the petition and they want the game. Look, human error happens in sports. It just does. Every officiated game, the, the, the subjective officiating is going to be subjective. There's going to be things you disagree with and there are going to be things that are just wrong. This one was just wrong, but it's over and it's done and it's just bad luck you got stuck with it and it's the Saints' could have and maybe should have been able to overcome it. Yeah, I, just uh, uh, to answer a couple of texts incoming, Seth, you're being hypocritical. You wrote about the two guys from L.A. last night on W. No, I did. I just pointed out that it's bizarre that they're from there. I don't think, the, and I, I think I've said this in my tweets, and I think I said this last night, I don't think there's any top-down conspiracy. I agree with Doug. I think the optics of it are bad for the NFL that those two guys are from L.A. It's just well, another I mean, interesting optics, tidbit. The optics of, of that call are bad for the NFL. Yes. I mean, if that call were made in a – 
in a Edna Carr game, there'd be people flipping out. I mean, this is an NFL game in the NFC Championship. You surely, I mean, if that happened in a preseason game, it would be, people would be saying, what the heck is this guy doing on the field? How did that guy get in an NFC Championship game and capable of make that, making that call? I get all that. But the fact is, it was bad luck, um, and it went against you, and at some point, People are just going to have to accept that. They're not going to get the game played over because it's a, because the judgment call went against them. Yeah, this this Rule 17, I actually opened the show with it. That's that's fake news, false hope, really, for anybody thinking well, that Roger Goodell is going to come out there. And I tried looking up the origin of it. I thought that was created after the Earthquake World Series in 89 as a way to, what if we get an earthquake in the middle of a game? What do we do? Let's get some rules on paper. Now, I could be wrong, but I thought I remembered that. But that is set up for natural disasters. They added terror attack to it. That is not set up for a bad call. Um, judgment calls, human error is going to happen. That's not, a, that's not the kind of thing that would even begin to rise to the level of an earthquake. Doug, I really appreciate you braving these uh, tepid waters here on the show tonight. And I know. Well, I mean, what you're going to, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, I, look, I don't blame people for being upset. I mean, people should be upset, but um, I, but I think you can take the upset too far. And I thought this, the Saints had multiple opportunities to win the game. You get one stop in regulation. Then you get the ball first in overtime. Then you need one stop in overtime. Three times they failed after that play when, again, according to the ESPN win probability calculator they had an 83 percent chance to win even after that now granted that play ends it and the game's over two ways to look at it one you don't need 83 percent if the call's right you're, you're going to win the game but once the call is wrong you got to get up and and get back at it and win or right, and and the saints couldn't do it they had not lost it. What I compared it to at six was Armando Galarraga's perfect game, which was also on that list of the five worst of all time. Jim Joyce, once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jim, once Jim Joyce blew that call, there was nothing in the world Armando Galarraga could do to ever get that perfect game back. That was my point. It was gone forever. Once that call happened against the Saints, they still had a better chance to win than the Rams. They still did, despite how horrific the call was. And I'm not defending the call or the referees. But as bad as it was, the Saints still had a better chance to win than lose at that point. And they weren't able to get up from that. Doug, my friend, this is something we'll be talking about for many, many years. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Anytime, Seth. My pleasure. All right. Doug Mouton, sports director for WWL TV Channel 4. You can follow him on Twitter at WWL. We have a lot of your calls to get to. Do not go anywhere. That's pretty much our entire show now. will be your calls and texts sounding off on what will probably be known as the no call from now through football eternity. Back after this on the last lap. Text from the 504, boycott the Super Bowl, NOLA. Host a parade for the Saints instead of a Super Bowl. Look, I am calling for a Super Bowl boycott here. I, I just am. If you want the NFL to hear you loud and clear, New Orleans, the one way to do it is through television ratings. That's what they pay attention to. Money, sponsors, TV ratings. You want to hit them where it hurts? Tune out for the Super Bowl. Tracy's bar, sports bar, Uptown, they've announced they're not even going to air it. Some other bars... And venues across the city are following suit. And I agree here. If you have the biggest market 
TV ratings-wise in the country for NFL games this year. If they wake up the day after the Super Bowl on February 4th and see you know, a zero rating here, it's not going to be a zero, I understand that, but close to a zero rating here, yeah, they'll start to pay attention. I might slap them out of their haze here. They still haven't even made an official statement on it. It's bizarre. To the phone lines we go, Emil Gaucher. Welcome into the show, Emil. How's it going, man? Doing well, buddy. I'm on the way back from uh, the Civil Slipper second guest show. Uh, thousand plus people there tonight. Wow. Um, just uh, everybody had who that gear on it. Uh, they were just. You heard the show. Yeah. I don't even have to go into it. Let's uh, fire it up. I would imagine too out there. Absolutely. Um, couple couple quick points. Uh, first off, I love Doug Bouton, but I totally disagree with him when you say Saints should have overcome the the uh, the bad call. It was a horrendous call. Like no, these guys bust their bust. The other team gets played paid millions of dollars themselves. So you're going great athletes against great athletes, and if it don't don't say they should have overcome a bad call, I, I just don't ever accept that, and it angers me when I hear it. So that's point one. Point two is the NFL. If they're, they're paying the commissioner what thirty nine, forty million dollars a year to make it a nice, pretty place. I want to say it was forty, yeah, forty two million last year, Emil. I believe off the top of my head, yeah. Can't you make the officials? full-time employees that they don't have to be school principals or whatever they do to a sales guys during the week and let them go to seminars and just all the incredible great things to make them better than they are. And, and, and a hundred percent of the time goes to being the best of the best of referees in soccer and rugby and baseball and football, make them the best. You're making enough money, NFL. Make them the best. Yeah. Amy. And then my, my, my final point is you, you got to give them another challenge or two. And I, I, you can't do it on holding and interference because it, it'll, it'll bog down and make the, the game really stupid. But when, if, if the NFL is truly, truly want to make guys and, and it's safe in their lives with, with head collisions, at least let them give a challenge against head-to-head collisions because that would have given us the game. Yeah, at that. least they make those reviewable like in college football. Emil, I can hear the exasperation in your voice, buddy. Uh, very articulate here. Thanks for listening, man. And, again, we'll be talking about this for a while. Appreciate it, buddy. And one more thing. Sure. One more thing. God bless Tony D, buddy. Oh, man. God bless Tony D, Emil. No doubt about it. We miss you, Tony. Back after this on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.